0: Welcome to Atari Bytes, the show where we take the bite out of the story within a classic Atari 2600 game and see if that story bites us back. My name is Bill. This is episode 102. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everybody. Are you like me? Are you bored with 2018 already? Me too. When's 2019 going to get here? Actually, uh, in the interest of full disclosure, I'm recording this when it's still 2017. I'm actually recording on New Year's Eve because that's the kind of exciting individual I am that I am spending New Year's Eve recording a podcast. I hope everyone's holidays were good. I hope the start of everyone's year is uh, going swimmingly. Uh, it snowed a whole bunch here over the uh, weekend uh, this past Friday. Uh, where I live, we got uh, five or six inches of snow. Um, I'll be honest, I'm not all that thrilled about it. Um, but, you know, there it is. What can you do? Not a whole lot of news to uh, talk about here. I had a lovely Christmas. I got a lot of Atari swag this year. I didn't really get any games or anything, but I got a lot of Atari stuff. Right now I'm wearing the Pac-Man t-shirt that I got and nothing else. Ew, that's kind of gross. I'm just kidding about that. Uh, Actually, I got three t-shirts. They're not all Atari stuff. Uh, They're not all Atari t-shirts, but they are all things that I like represented in t-shirt form. I got the Pac-Man shirt. I got a Doctor Who shirt. And I got a Snoopy shirt, actually, that I'll probably be talking more about on the uh, Snoopy podcast. In the Atari realm, I also got a Star Wars arcade game marquee. I got uh, some artwork, uh, a print of Pitfall Harry jumping over the uh, alligator pit. And another one of the uh, dragon from Adventure. I got a Pac-Man mug, One of those that, uh, you know, when you look at it, the mug just sitting there, it's got the uh, Pac-Man grid on it. And then when you pour the uh, hot liquid into the mug, the little uh, Pac-Man and uh, ghosts appear. What else did I get? I got, uh, oh, I finally got the Tim Lapetino Art of Atari book, which I had looked at for a long time. and had never actually pulled the trigger on getting. Uh, So Santa Claus helped me out with that this year. So that was good. Hmm, I guess that's about it for Atari stuff. So, any of you would like to share your Atari hauls with me, send me an email. AtariBytes2016 at gmail.com Let's see. What else should we talk about? Do we have a Mad Mike Hughes update this week? Maybe Santa brought Mad Mike a new rocket launcher. If you'll recall, Mad Mike is the limo driver in California who is intent on launching himself high into the atmosphere on a homemade rocket so that he can take photos and prove that the Earth is flat. I'm a little skeptical. I, I, I think he intends to do that, but I think he's only claiming that he's going to take photos of the Flat Earth because the Flat Earth people gave him a bunch of money because he was struggling to finance his little adventure, and then all of a sudden he started calling into Flat Earth radio shows, as I understand it, and ta-da! A bunch of money showed up. So, for whatever reason, he's doing it. He is supposed to be planning. He was going to do this before Thanksgiving. And then his homemade motorhome our launch pad broke down, And then after that, it was just too windy, man. Can't launch when it's windy. And now here we are, uh, the end of December, early January, and uh, we are all still stumbling around under the belief that the Earth is not flat. So, you're letting me down, Mad Mike. Well, my highly uh, scientific research of punching it into Google is not revealing any new updates Uh, since uh, the last updates, the end of November. So we have to continue living in ignorance for a little bit longer, I guess. Oh well. Might as well start 2018 the same way we started 2017. Let's see. Alright, well that's enough of that. Let's move on to this week's game. This week's game is...
1: Presents its newest star. Vanguard. Just like the arcade six zone. Let me show him the mountain zone. Hey, check it out. Get the energy pods. So long, Harley Rockets. Hey, the rainbow zone is my turf. You can shoot in four directions. All right. I'll just freeze to the strike zone. The wall. The wall. Yeah. But fellas, who destroys the gun? Murder destroys, destroys the gun. <laughs> Vanguard is here only from Atari.
0: Vanguard, ported to the Atari in 1982 from the 1981 arcade game. The Vanguard manual does one of my favorite things uh, for a an Atari review podcast from a storytelling perspective. They actually give us a little story. So uh, sit back, relax with your uh, favorite uh, beverage, and uh, you know Uncle Bill's going to tell you a little story. Woo wee! If the folks back home could see me now, when I joined the Vanguard expedition, I never thought I'd be flying through the tunnels of Eteria looking for a mythical city of mystery. It might not be a myth. Captain, do you mean to tell me you really believe there is such a city paved with silver and ruled by a giant called Gond? Why not? It's right here in the flight logbook we found in the Eteria excavations. That's pretty convincing. But that book's dated 1983. This is the clunky exposition part of the story. But that book's dated 1983. People believed in all sorts of weird things back then. Flying reindeer, egg-laying rabbits... When you've been on as many expeditions as I have, you'll believe anything can exist. This whole planet is pretty unreal. Take these tunnel walls, for instance. Every color of the rainbow. I'd swear I was in heaven if it weren't for the rocks. They don't have rocks in heaven? That's an interesting theological discussion. Someone write me a position paper on that. Hey, watch out! You almost speared us on that stalagmite. I know our spaceship has five lives. Clunky exposition. But we still have a long way to go, and we're going to need all the lives we've got. If this logbook is telling the truth, these tunnels are full of dangerous flying objects, hovering mist ships, Harley rockets, helm balloons. Yeah, Jeremy's waiting to tear us with their tentacles, and that other cozy customer, the flying chemless snake. Seriously, what do you think the logbook means by watch out for the reign of Remedis in the bleak zone? I think the pilot that kept the logbook was out of his mind. That's what I think. Probably bitten in the head by a chemless snake. Well, if there is anything in the tunnel, we should be sighting it pretty soon. According to our tunnel map, we're entering the mountain zone. How's the fuel supply holding out? Getting low. We'd better infuse energy pretty quick or we'll crash. I certainly hope the log is right about energy pods growing in the mountain zone. Pod energy is supposed to make us indestructible for ten seconds. Why, if that's true, we won't need to fire our lasers. Oh, sure. Just run headlong into an enemy ship and pow. Down it goes. Listen. Listen. I don't believe in pod power any more than I believe in mist ships. If there's anything like that on Eteria, I'll eat it. In a curious side note, the captain, as a kid, was voted most likely to eat anything for a quarter in his neighborhood. I might have added that part. Well, I hope you have the stomach for it. Look at what's coming. Great guns, mists as thick as hornets, and twice as mad. And they're all yours. Fire at will, and while you're at it, keep an eye out for energy pods. Roger. City of Mystery, here we come. If you couldn't tell already, the goal of this game is to reach the City of Mystery at the end of the tunnel and destroy Gond, the ruler of the City of Mystery. In the tunnel zones, you maneuver around sharp rocks and barriers while battling weird flying objects. The more any odd objects you destroy, the more points you earn. If you make it to the City of Mystery and shoot Gond, you earn bonus points. But watch out, Gond could shoot you instead. If you survive the City of Mystery, continue the game in Tunnel 2... And in two-player games, the player with the highest score wins. Points and bonuses are discussed in Section 5. Here's a little tip. Until you actually start the game, the computer is flying the vanguard spaceship through the seven tunnel zones leading to the City of Mystery. So this autoplay mode uh, gives you a chance to see what the obstacles are before you start the game. Note that your ship fires lasers in four directions as it travels through the zones. In one-player games, the tunnel map is displayed before each zone. In two-player games, it's displayed before each turn. The map shows who turn it is, player 1 or player 2, and where the player's spaceship is in the tunnel. In the mountain zone, figure number 2. Here we go. Everyone see in the back? Alright. In the mountain zone, mist ships and then Harley rockets attempt to collide with your spaceship and destroy it. Mists have a maddening habit of t- hovering where you can't get a good shot at them. Harleys fire colored missiles at you. Your lasers will destroy Mists and Harleys, but you have to dodge missiles. Unless your spaceship is operating on pod energy, then nothing can harm you. Fly through energy pods marked with E's to infuse pod energy into your spaceship. Pod energy f- prevents you from firing lasers but gives you the power to crash into enemy targets and rock ledges without damaging your ship. You can do that for 10 seconds. The Vanguard theme music plays while you're operating on pod power. When your pod energy runs out, the music stops and a siren warns you to stop crashing and start firing. Hey, dude. Hey, everybody. It's our buddy Henry. I say hi to people?
1: Hi, peoples. <laughs> What's the game this week?
0: It's called Vanguard.
1: Oh, so you're playing that.
0: Yeah, I was playing it the other day.
1: I'm here too.
0: Hey, everybody. It's our other friend, Sophie.
1: Hi. Hi. You should say hi, peoples. <laughs> Whatever.
0: All right. I was just telling him how to play this game that I played the other day.
1: Okay, bye. I'm still staying.
0: Okay. You are just going to listen? So, in the rainbow zone, from the mountain zone, you travel downward through a rainbow zone, whether, where lethal helm balloons float across your path. A collision with a helm will cost you a life, so puncture helms with your lasers. You must shoot them all before you can enter the next zone. In the stick zone, the stalactites and stalagmites in the stick zone are beautiful but hazardous. Do you know what stil- stalactites and stalagmites are?
1: Uh, stalagmites, they uh, and stalagmites Uh, but. The top of it, they're like spikes made out of rock, mm-hmm. and they hang from the top of the case, and the other end, um, I like the same, but they hang from, but the on the bottom of the case. Nice shot. And it was either that or the other around.
0: Well, in the stick zone, they don't leave much room for maneuvering around the Harleys and the Mists, which return for another try at you. This time, the mists also shoot missiles. Unfortunately, energy pods do not grow in this zone. In the striped zone... Here you go, figure five. Everybody see that? No,
1: it's a podcast.
0: (laughs) It takes an experienced pilot to side this zone. You must maneuver to the right or left of dangerous ledges formed by long fingers of rock. If you choose the left side, gyramis extend tentacles to grab you. If you go to the right, enemy bases, barriers, force fields, and floating panes bar your way collide with any of these objects and your spaceship explodes. You can shoot the Garamies, bases, and barricades on approach. You can fire lasers through crevices in the rocks. Force fields collapse when you destroy barriers. Unfortunately, floating panes cannot be destroyed. you just got to dodge them. Uh, Rainbow Zone 3. Helms appear as you enter the third Rainbow Zone. Got it? Alright.
1: I still can't see it.
0: <laughs> in the Bleak Zone, figure number 6,
1: I still can't see it.
0: It's rude not to show it to them.
1: Well, they can just see you talking, not... they
0: can't see you. There's light at the end of the tunnel now, but still plenty of danger. Chemless snakes fly out of the rocks and attempt to crush your spaceship. Normally you shoot chemless, but if you can maneuver your ship into the center of a chemless and dock with it, touch it, you can get a free ride and earn lots of bonus points without being crushed. Chemless are not very bright, but they figure this out after the third ride, so don't try for a fourth. The chemlis revive if you touch them right after shooting them. This means you can shoot a chemlis and then dock with it to earn extra points. After the third docking, however, touching a chemlis after shooting it is certain death. You no longer conquer the chemlis when the reign of Romidas begins. begins. Arrow-shaped Romida rockets attempt to spear your spaceship. Fire away at them, but watch out for the debris. It's deadly. If you survive the Romidas, you fly out of the tunnel into a bright light of the City of Mystery. There's a ton of stuff in this game, Henry. It is. The city of mystery is where you're trying to get to, though. Your spaceship is trapped between two moving barriers as the Gond fires missiles at you. The Gond is the big giant who rules the city. The what? The giant.
1: Oh. How is he a city?
0: He's not the city. He rules the city.
1: Oh. So he's like, so he's like the king of the. City. Yeah.
0: As he fires missiles at you right to left, the bottom barrier rises to threaten to crush you against the top barrier. To escape, you must fire over the top barrier at Don and destroy him. When you hit Don, the city bursts into radiant light and you win a bonus. Destroying Don is not difficult if you fire immediately before you can launch a missile. However, the longer you wait to fire, the more risk you run and the more bonus points you score. If you survive the City of Mystery, you're transported into Tunnel 2 where the pace is faster. The zones here are the same as in Tunnel 1, but they are not the same, in the same order. Obstacles are the same, except that in the Oblique Zone, Remedis shoot missiles. Tunnel 2 leads to another City of Mystery, which leads to another tunnel, like Tunnel 1. You alternate between Tunnels 1 and 2 until you lose your last life and the game ends. You start the Vanguard Expedition with 5 lives and earn a bonus life of 10,000 and 50,000 points. The number of lives remaining is indicated by the number of spaceships on the lower left side of the screen. Figure number eight. There you go. Laser guns. The Vanguard spaceship is equipped with four laser guns on the forward, aft, starboard, right, and port, left. Ooh, what? laser guns. Yep. Yeah.
1: I want to play laser tag. Huh. Right. And laser tag, do you actually use your lasers?
0: Well, it's light sensors. Oh. Yeah fuel keep an eye on your and fuel gauge you
1: wear like a vest that like connects to like a gun so if somebody shoots you it turns like a certain color in there so you know yeah yeah
0: so you get a 40 second supply of fuel and it decreases at the rate of one notch a second each time you hit an enemy or an obstacle your fuel supply increases one notch at the start of a new life your fuel is completely replenished if you lose your last life in Tunnel 1 during a one-player game, you have the option to continue through the tunnel, starting with zero score, or to begin a new game from the first zone in Tunnel 1. We're using the joystick controller for this one. Your ship can move up, down, right, left, and diagonally. Just move the joystick in the direction you want to go. Your vanguard spaceship fires lasers forward, aft, and to either side. There are four ways to fire depending upon the position of the difficulty switches. See difficulty switches in section 4. Yeah, this gets unnecessarily complicated. If you have both difficulty switches set on A, when you press the red controller button and move the joystick in the direction you want to fire, then you release the button to stop firing. If the left difficulty switch is in A and the right is in B, you don't have to move the joystick forward to fire forward. The forward laser gun fires automatically when the red button is pressed. If you have the left switch set at B and the right switch set at A, you move the joystick in the direction you want to fire, press the red button to stop firing, and if you have both difficulty switches set on B, it's the same as method 3 except the forward gun fires automatically. Point values range from 70 for a missed ship to anywhere from 100 to 400 points for a base or a chemless. You get a bonus life at 10,000 to 50,000 points.
1: That's a lot.
0: You get 1,090 points for docking with Chemless. You get 1,000 to 8,000 points uh, for destroying Gond. You get more points the longer you wait to do it. But, of course, it gets harder to do the longer you wait.
1: Wait,
0: Well, I was kind of looking at that, too. Yeah. Strategy. Firing slows you down. Your spaceship moves twice as fast when you aren't firing. Hold your fire when you're passing barriers or diving for energy pods. Mists and Harleys. Keep the spaceship moving up and down to avoid missiles and lay down a barrage of lasers vertically against the enemy's line of flight. A mist can only fire once, so you can dodge its missile and then go for it. Try to hit helms and ammos with your starboard and port lasers before they cross your path. Avoid getting caught between two balloons, since it is hard to fire without moving into them. Fire horizontally across Chemless and Remedis uh, lines of flight. Don't try to shoot everything in the stripe zone. Think mainly of surviving. Fire at the barriers and the though, uh, through crevices in the rocks, but take care not to crash into the rocks. Don't fire at pains. You can't destroy them, and firing slows you down when you need a burst of speed. In the City of Mystery, if you want to earn lots of points, hold your fire until the last minute. The trick, of course, is to dodge the missiles. Gond aims directly at you, so keep moving. As soon as you enter the city, move up to avoid the first missile. When it passes, move down. Keep changing your position until you run out of room, then fire. Alright, and that is how you play
1: Vanguard.
0: Vanguard. Thank you, Henry. I'm going to see if there's a picture of Vanguard in the book. I'm looking at my Art of Atari book.
1: Which you it got it for Christmas.
0: I did. I already told them that when you were in the other room. Um, I guess I could have looked this up before I started the show. Yeah. Vanguard 202. I passed it. Thank you, Henry. There it is. Oh, can I eat it? I wasn't going to read it, I was just uh, going to...
1: But could you read it?
0: Yep, there's a whole big section, not surprisingly, on Vanguard uh. in the Art of Atari book. If you'd like to look at it, you can. Okay. What should we do now? We read the instructions... Oh. Now I tell you all sorts of stuff about the game. Vanguard, uh, as I said earlier, was a 1981 arcade game developed by TOS or TOSI, published by SNK in Japan in 1981, and later during the same year in Germany by the same publisher. I was licensed to Centuri for manufacturing North America in October 81 and by Zaccaria in Italy during the same year, putting SNK on the map in those regions. The game was also licensed to Cinematronics for conversion to cocktail arcade cabinets in North America.
1: I found something here that you might like, Daddy.
0: Okay, Henry has a special report. Uh,
1: wait, who made
0: this? Is it... Let's bring it over here so I can is see Is it. it
1: Alex McCurry's? did McCurry make this? Right there. Right there. I think. Um,
0: he's the artist. Oh. He drew the. He, he designed the, oh. the art. Oh. Uh. He made
1: Um. It, it says his work included the. Well, a boy made this. So it says his work included the original concept art. Well, oh. Alf Um. He. He. He included the original concept of, of Star Wars, uh, Battlestar, Battlestar Galactica, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, E.T. and many others. Wow. Should I say it again a little louder?
0: No, that's okay. Okay. So yeah, that's uh, he worked on a lot of big stuff.
1: I, I told you that you might like it because Star Wars was the first one.
0: Yeah. So, Vanguard was one of the first shooters with scrolling in multiple directions. It's also the first color game released by SNK and an early example of a dual control game, similar to the later Robotron 2084, but using four directional buttons rather than a second joystick. Atari released its port for the 2682 and for the 5283. Uh, the 2600 version was programmed by Dave Payne. Vanguard was followed up uh, in 1984 by a less successful arcade sequel, Vanguard 2, which has gameplay. Uh, similar to Xevious with the ability to fly it in multiple directions. It,
1: it was also Centauri's eye schooling arcade game received solid ports from both 2,600 and 5,200. Yep. 5, systems. Does, that does that mean that you can like play it on those system?
0: Right. So originally this was a oh, game like in the it arcade. it says it on the game. Yeah. So what I played it on was a 2600, but you could oh. also play it for a different type of Atari called Atari 5200, we which we don't get, have. you'd have
1: to get another one of these? You'd
0: have to you'd have a different cartridge, yeah. Oh, okay. And it would probably look slightly different.
1: Okay.
0: We've got a 2600 and a 7800. We don't have the 5200 at our house. Uh,
1: on the next page about Vanguard, mm-hmm. it, says, it says someone named Terry Hove... It says someone named your Ho um, either wrote or said that it was kind of, it was kind of a tron, of a tron-like canyon. I was, I built so many damn models that I could can, cannibalize wow, cannibalized them.
0: Wow, cannibalize them.
1: Cannibalize them, whatever.
0: So he would take parts of other games and use it for this one, is what he's saying. Oh, that makes more sense. Yeah. So, the Arcade Alley cal- column in video magazine uh, called this game a marvelous homemade arcade translation of the original arcade version. Reviewers commented that in contrast to some of the Atari's other less successful efforts with licensed titles, the anonymous Atari designer made elegant simplifications in the graphics that faithfully evoked the look in the same breathtaking action of the original. Note, was also made of the fact that this version of Vanguard marked the first time a continued play option was offered in a game cartridge. The Atari 5200 version of the game was awarded 1984 Best Science Fiction Fantasy Video Game at the 5th Annual Archie Awards, where judges described it as a scrolling shootout extravaganza and praised its outstanding graphics.
1: It also sits on the same page, that T.O. It, out. it says Color variants and it says an arcade favorite. There's a picture of like a diamond... And that diamond with different colors in it. And blue, it says an arcade favorite. hmm And then a little below it, it says all colors to butt. And then at the bottom of the picture, it says color, variance, and production line art for the arcade favorite via Violator. Violator graphic used on the Vanguard game packing, packing and... It says in that picture, blue is 100% candy and 30% magenta, red is 100% yellow, and 50% magenta, and red, that's orange, that's 100% yellow, and 50% magenta, red red is 100% magenta, and 100% yellow. And yellow is 100% yellow and 10% magenta. Cool. I don't know what that means. It's it sounds cool. cool. Alright. Oh, and then, and
0: then there's a artist profile to your home. Right
1: there. Oh,
0: yeah. That's cool.
1: After your revenge.
0: Alright. 8-Bit Central likes the variety of different zones in the game. And this reviewer frequently laments not being able to find Centauri's Vanguard on any of the modern compilation discs for PS3, Wii, etc. The arcade ROM is readily available, but I'd like to have it on my TV. Having done numerous searches for it online, I conclude that it doesn't exist for modern consoles. I've also discovered a financial group of the same name. is always the first search result in Google as long as the term Vanguard appears. Final judgment... Uh, Atari Vanguard features both horizontal and vertical scrolling from level to level with four-way firing, and offers a fair amount of challenge. I was passionate about the arcade version, but the 2600 variant is worth a play now and then. Too hot.
1: is this year in and the, the ice ball fire too hot. That he um that we came in for Atari was uh, was uh, was his dream and and then he um and then uh, he must it says working for a toy was a dream come true as a as an artist and a young illustrator yeah uh-huh. that's cool so it was his dream and his dream came true
0: that's nice so the videogamecritic.com says that vanguard can be fun if you have a reliable arcade style joystick i think that's I'm jumping ahead to my own review. I think that's kind of my problem with this game. I think it's a really good-looking game, but I just have the the straight-up uh, CX-40 plain old joystick, and I found the controls really sluggish and kind of frustrating to play. Maybe and if I, I had a really good arcade-style joystick to, to use on my Atari, that might make a difference. It also
1: says that... It, it, also, says, it also says for... For... Uh, um, th- that Terry Hawk, his, fir- his first cover for Atari was Asteroids 5200 on a fi- on a list basis, for and the- it was doing hired full time.
0: That's cool. The video game critic also notes that this game introduced several concepts to the world of arcade games, including stages that scroll in different directions, the ability to shoot in four directions at once, and invincibility power-ups. But perhaps the most significant innovation was the continue feature which let you pay another quarter and pick up where you left off. Like it or hate it, the continue feature caught on in a big way. The 2600 version of Vanguard attempts to incorporate the same features but comes up a bit short. For one thing it doesn't do a good job of simulating the dual joysticks of the arcade game. In this version pushing the joystick in any direction not only fires in that direction but moves your ship slightly. Holding down the fire button lets you move quickly but halts your firing. Typically, players will rotate the joystick rapidly to maximize the firepower, but gradually meander around the screen. It really hurts your arm after prolonged play. Atari half-heartedly addressed the problem by supplying the option of automatic forward fire, but that makes the game entirely too easy. Bandard isn't much to look at, and even the rainbow colors can hide the horrid blockiness of the backgrounds. Bandard does have a nice variety of stages, each of which brings its own unique style of play. Vanguard isn't a great shooter, but c- certainly original I'll give your arm one hatch to have worked out.
1: Terry Hall drew, okay. yeah. drew a picture of like the person of like the the space the person in the spaceship that you that you control in the game. It's an unused interior manual illustration for Vanguard 5200. Artist Terry Hall.
0: Folks, I think I may have lost my of Atari book to my Henry. He's really getting into it. It's a pretty good book, huh? And yeah. The,
1: yeah, and then and this kind of looks like someone from like Star Wars or something.
0: Well, yeah, he looks like an X-wing pilot, doesn't he? Yeah. From Star Wars.
1: And he also drew this picture of like the spaceships that that he he's driving. Yeah. He's driving. Yeah. And and the spaces that you're controlling in the game. Alright. And it's cover art for Vega like 2600. Uh for uh artist Jayhawk didn't draw this. Artist Rasmagor McGree- McGarrie drew this.
0: Cool. Alright, so, after the break, just how mysterious is that city? The giant called Gond, Garamese Tentacles 2, chemless snakes wrapped around things. These are a few of my favorite things. When I get rich and insane, I'm going to build a planet with landscapes made of Lego, much like the landscapes in Vanguard. Just thought I'd share that with you. Vanguard is an interesting-looking game, right? Like I said, the Lego landscapes. I'm playing on the setting, the two A's, which means you hold down the fire button and keep shooting. And to stop shooting, you let go of the fire button. Choose this setting because it's the least frustrating of any of them. Now it's asking me to continue because I've been killed a bunch of times consecutively because you have no control, really, over where your ship goes. You have minimal ability to move, but if something's coming right at you and you don't hit it with a laser because the hit detection is awful, uh, you're dead because you cannot move fast enough to get out of the way. So, for a 1981-82 game, uh, I give it bit points for looks, But the gameplay I find super annoying. Now, these jet things shoot at me. Now, uh, they just destroyed me. Mercifully, I only have one more ship to go. And this thing will be over. Alright, last ship. See if I can get down there to that. Energy pod thing? Nope, I can't. And now I'm dead. Oh, good. Back to you in the studio. So here's the thing about Vanguard. I've already kind of said I think it's an interesting-looking game. I appreciate what it what it brought to gaming, the the different uh, the four-way shooting and all of that. I found it awkward to play because it sounds like perhaps because my controller was limited. Uh, the controls felt a little sluggish. It was a little frustrating at times to play. But I do like the game. It's a good-looking game. We'll get out later. You can try it if you want. So yeah, so I appreciate what the game is, but I didn't necessarily have, uh, uh, you know, my first time out have a great time playing it. But maybe if we play a little bit more, I'll get into a little bit more. They called the game Vanguard, so clearly that's who we're supposed to root for. But what of poor Gond, the misunderstood giant? Yes, the ruler of the City of Mystery, uh, and he is. he
1: wanted to kill you. Yeah, but he's
0: misunderstood. Can't even a powerful ruler dream of being a deckhand on a mist ship? Being purified in the reins of Romitas? And most of all, can't he dream of being surrounded by friends who love him? Like at a party, maybe.
1: Ooh, I want to say this. That one. What? You Atari,
0: It's not Atari, buddy. Oh. It's a terrier.
1: It's a and, a and a Kai, if you want to. Cry if I want to, cry if I want, if I. It's a tear, and I cry if I want to, cry if I want to, cry if I want to. You cry too if I wants to kill you.
0: Nobody knows where the mist ships have gone. I do that to hide my great shame. Why is Jeremy's my only friend when there is power great as mine? It's a terrier and I'll cry if I want to, cry if I want to, cry if I want to. You would try too if, if the vanguard
1: wanted to kill you.
0: <laughs> Using their logbook the Vanguard entered the mountain zone. My power for themselves to take. Oh what a vanguard surprise. They're about to meet my chemless snake.
1: It's a two and you know, I guy if I want to guy if I want to die if I want to you would cry too if the guard wanted to kill you.
0: Oh, I rule a terrier, but I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to,
1: but I do rule a Terrier. <laughs> <other rooms? laughs>
0: oh, my heartaches don't know what to do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that's our show. Bye.
0: My thanks to Kevin MacLeod and Comptech.com for Creative Commons' use of his songs, Uh Mat, Take a Chance, and Pinball Spring. You can find Atari Bytes on many podcatchers, including... Stitcher IR radio. And remember, and more recently, SoundCloud and the one that I forgot.
1: SoundCloud.
0: SoundCloud and another one.
1: Twitter?
0: Uh no. And Spotify. But remember, wherever you listen to your podcast, please make your way over to iTunes and leave a gond sized iTunes review of the show. A big footprint like that will help other listeners find the show.
1: No, won't just make them scared?
0: You can also support the show financially at the Atari Bytes Patreon page, or by picking up Atari Bytes merchandise at Zazzle.com. Our store is ab-pod-store. Links to all of that will be in the show notes. Our website is AtariBytes.libsen.com. Email the show at ataribytes2016 at gmail.com. Like the Atari Bytes Facebook page. Follow the show on Twitter at Atari Bytes, or follow me personally at Carnival of Glee. And don't forget to check out my other show. It's a podcast, Charlie Brown for all your animated and not-so-animated Peanuts gang needs. You want your Snoopy fix? Join us on the 15th of every month. Next time on Atari Bytes. Maze craze. Yep, that's a thing we're going to do. So until next time...
1: What are you going to make the maze out of?
0: I don't know, but it's going to be crazy. So until next time, go play some old games. I missed you. Thank you, Henry.
1: You're welcome. Bye, peoples.  . I'm O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O